0: The review with some Rocket Toledo Rockets football recaps here with David, the man of God, Harris. The Rockets right now are seven and one. They just defeated the Miami Redhawks last weekend. It was actually a pretty, pretty good game, actually, to the end. They won 21 17. Before that, they beat Ball State 13 6, the last time we actually had our show. In uh, the standings, currently, they obviously lead in the West. Uh, division at four and zero. Oh, Northern Illinois is three and one. Obviously, they beat them earlier, so they got the tiebreaker over them. They haven't played Central Michigan yet; they're two and two. They haven't played Eastern Michigan yet; they're two and two. Now they did beat Ball State, who's one one and three, and Western Michigan, who is one and three in the conference. Uh, Buffalo makes a visit here on Tuesday. The Glass Bowl as they come in with a three and one record in the MAC East Division as they are tied for first, but overall three and five. Um, and I believe all the next games actually are matching on October 28th right now as Miami and Ohio play each other at 3.30. 1 o'clock looks like Western and Eastern, the directional rivalry. If Western can get a win against Eastern, that helps us out a lot because it looks like I believe me and David kind of figured it out with the remaining schedule here for for them. Uh I pull this schedule up. The Rockets have Buffalo the 31st, November 8th, a Wednesday, Eastern Michigan, November 14th at that school down south, that's at seven o'clock, and then as usual, the day after Thanksgiving at Central Michigan, noon uh kickoff. Uh it looks like if once if they beat Buffalo and things kind of fall into place basically they can wrap up the west division by beating eastern michigan But i think some things have to fall into place by the way that could be possibly on the deuce you or on cbs sports network with the eastern game but it looks like buffalo will be an espn2 game and david uh, you watched that miami game as i was out of town and uh, your thoughts against miami
1: yeah it was It was definitely a tale of two halves, to say the least. And I wanted—I don't want to say cause for concern, but it just gave me a little bit of reservation and hesitation heading into this Tuesday's Halloween matchup against Buffalo. Because as usual, and we've seen this from the Rockets, not just this season, but in recent seasons and years past, we get out to a flying start. We take control offensively, then scores the early touchdown. We look like, all right, there's going to be things as you know, business as usual. Defense is playing great. We get two more touchdowns in the second quarter. We hold them to a field goal. Yes, it was a chip shot, but we kept them out of the end zone, which if you can keep them from getting seven, next best thing is keeping them from getting, or keep them. Uh, so the. Best thing is no score, obviously. Mm -hmm. Second best is keeping them to three. Worst is getting a touchdown. So we kept them to three. So 21-3, pinning to the half. You're thinking, all right, we can cruise. Let's not make any mistakes. Let's kind of keep doing what we're doing offensively. And we can just ride in because the defense is playing extremely well. And then the second half begins and... Kwan can't hit the bronze out of a barn. And just some of the play calling kind of left me questioning. Like, we're getting some good yardage running the football. Yes, I understand you want to get Finn working and kind of getting into a rhythm like he had in the first half. But sometimes you just got to feed the hot hand. And when the hot hand need the breather, yes, we have the depth of running back in the running back room. But there are some times where I'm yelling at the TV, just get Daquan Fenn on a scramble run, like a design QB run. Get him out in the open field. Let him kind of get into the second half. Because the defense did what they had to do the majority of that game kind of the touchdowns that happened were because of some penalties that basically essentially flipped the field and the Rockets, you know, trading puns, giving them short yardage. Now, obviously with one of the touchdowns, um, Brett Garrett, obviously we want to send condolences, prayers, because that injury looked bad. Right. Um, like, watch, watching that live and watching the slow-mo, like, whew. Yeah, that, that was tough. Obviously, we don't wish injury on anyone, and we hope for a speedy recovery. And I'm sure that messages were sent from the players and the staff over to him as he um, recovers. But, yeah, that, that fourth quarter was all about momentum. And I felt like the play calling was feeling, feeding That momentum on the Miami side, instead of trying to take it away, and the Rockets' defense stepped up. If we need a turnover, we got you. You need a stop, we got you. We need a big sack, we got you. And the defense definitely won that that day, that game. Obviously, it was a defensive play that iced it um, and sealed the deal for the win, but. The Rockets just play with fire a little bit too much. And yes, it helps that you can play with fire offensively and look like Jekyll and Hyde, but this is end of October. Like, these are things that we need to clean up for sure if we want to win in Detroit, because I think Destiny is in our hands, and it's going to take a, it's going to take an epic collapse for us to not represent the West in Detroit. But I also think if we're thinking about a pretty decent bowl from our record, and possibly you know receiving some votes in voting, like we, we got to we we have to play a complete game on both sides of the ball.
0: And That's the defense
1: true. definitely did that.
0: Right. That is that is totally true. I totally agree with that. I think we do will get a pretty a pretty good decent bowl though with the record that we have.
1: Yeah. Like obviously, I'm not going to say we're going to get a New Year's like New Year's six bowl. No, nah, I don't but think it'd be so. nice. It'd be nice to not have to keep going back to Boca Raton or Idaho again. Well, you
0: got to remember too there's there's yeah. the affiliations through the, the the conferences as well. So that's why you kind of get yeah. those bowl games. You just win the bowl. Basically the the main thing the fans wanted them to do is win the MAC championship. And if you get to a bowl game, just don't embarrass yourself in the bowl game and win the actual bowl game. I mean, I think that's really what the fans mostly want to see. I said yeah. very rarely are you going to get to a New Year's 6th day bowl, but that doesn't really matter nowadays because the playoff basically trumps everything
1: yeah and i'm going to take a page out of your book and say you know a couple of years ago why do we have these conference affiliations just like just scrap it it should be based on record it shouldn't mm-hmm. be it shouldn't be like a 5 and 5 or a 6 and 5 team getting in mm-hmm. to a better bowl better more prestigious bowl game just because they're in the the Big Ten Conference versus the Rocket team that we hope goes into the bowl season with just one loss. But
0: yeah, it's it, you're right. At, at this point, though, now with all the changes, I kind of think now with the, with Frank, but maybe they need to go to like a 32 team playoff and call it a day. But we've talked about it here on this show all the time. ESPN has that contract. They got to feel black. You make a lot of money telev- televising these bowl games. But it, more and more as the seasons go on, I don't think the, the bowl game has the luster like it used to. You know, if you go to a bowl game, great. You got people opting out of it because they're not trying to get hurt for their NFL career. I, I just don't, you're not really playing for anything. So then it makes you wonder, shit, if these teams, you know, you're wasting people's time just do a top 32 playoff you get you you get your, your group of five in there and your power five and you just do the playoff and it means something and maybe players won't be taken out taken off from it but like i said and especially the bowl games where you're sitting out a whole month you know after a while people forget about you you know you, the last game you play is in mid-november and then you're not playing till late december it seems like it's almost like a whole new season, and it's just nothing to do. Because remember, here at, in college, when we were in college, you know, by the time the last football game was over, I think it was at the last week of school, then you had exams, and then you went home. And a lot of times, the Rockets would play right around Christmas. You know, and it was it was kind of interesting, to say the least, especially if you didn't really stay on campus. And you kind of almost forgot about the football team because it takes them so long to play. Now, there was a few years that we did have bowl games where it was pretty much Right after the season was over, you know, early to mid December, like that first week before anything before Christmas, it was like, okay, the football team. And then it's like the season is over, cool. But when they'd start playing after Christmas, it's almost like you forgot about them.
1: Yeah, because you're in the heart of the NFL playoff push and you're like, basketball. I mean, which is why most most people were like kind of thinking about the New Year's Day Bowl or Hmm. even what's worse, Hmm. the regular bowl game in between the New Year 6 and the college football, you know, thinking back when we were in school, kind of there was that random New Mexico Bowl or Albuquerque Bowl or Sun Bowl, mm-hmm. kind of January 2nd, 3rd, before you mm-hmm. got to the playoff. And it's like, right. what are you, y'all? Like, just, yeah.
0: Yeah, so yeah, that's where I think maybe they should go, but that's just a thought. Uh, any, any thoughts on this upcoming game against Buffalo or any thoughts against Eastern Michigan in the next couple weeks.
1: Uh, I think Buffalo, obviously, we have to ride our defense. Obviously, we know that Penny Boone is going to be a workhorse. we can feed keep feeding him and just kind of get back to our bread and butter. We are a physical running team. Penny Boone is our star and take pressure off of Daquan Finn. Mm-hmm. Because particularly if he's kind of comes out the first half looking how he did the start of the second half in Miami, then <clears throat> we just got to figure out. But also, he he can run. Let's utilize his abilities, his skill set. Right. He uses athleticism as an advantage for us. And Buffalo is not going to lie down easily, just like with every team in the MAC, They're going to bring their best. We have to come out and bring our best. And hopefully, he knows that the glass ball is going to be rocking because it's Halloween night hopefully it's not a site that we don't want to see.
0: And that's true. And hopefully we'll see them in, up in Detroit. Right.
1: Yep. I I hope so. And yeah, with a pretty significant winning streak. Yeah. Just keep, keep winning. And if we need to, we know that the defense will make sure that we, we keep the,
0: winning streak alive mm-hmm. that's true well that was the rocket recap there from you David the man God Harris hopefully now that we're in the and part of basically the 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 schedule now you're playing on the weekdays in November the whole ESPN theme but make sure you check out the Rockets over at the Glass Bowl I'm pretty sure it's WHT sports as long as well will be broadcasting the game as they try to keep be undefeated in the Mac conference and improve their record to I believe eight and one. But wouldn't that be crazy, huh? Eight and one could have been possibly nine and zero, hmm. but if they do beat Buffalo, they'll be five and zero in the actual conference. And then after that, Eastern Michigan looks like the game where they could possibly wrap up the MAC West Division and punch their ticket to Detroit. Take a quick commercial break. When we come back, like a little NBA. NBA season started up. What do we have? Uh, what what uh, division are you going to try to preview, David? We'll start
1: with the home of the defending Eastern Conference champion,
0: Which is the Atlantic, right? That's yep. right. The Atlantic. So we'll come back with the NBA's Atlantic division. Then also get the Double Deuce, the Southwest division as well. Listen to 88.3 WTs after further review. Make sure you check us out on SoundCloud and on iTunes with the picture of Frank Vashner and the horse's head. When we return, talk a little bit of NBA action. We'll be back after this.